0: Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Everyone knows how Shabbat, the Sabbath, is one of the foundations of Judaism. The observance of the Sabbath is mentioned in the Ten Commandments, but it's also mentioned many other times in the Torah. And it's important for us to understand not just the restrictions that govern the Sabbath, the 39 categories of work that we are told we're not allowed to engage in during the Sabbath, but we also have to understand the positive side of the Sabbath. Now, this doesn't suggest that the prohibitions are not positive. In fact, the, it's the prohibitions that enable us to plug into the positive energy of the Sabbath. And in order to understand what this positive energy of the Sabbath is, we have to Go to the beginning of the Sabbath. How do we usher in the Sabbath? We do it by lighting candles. Usually, although if there's no woman, the man has to do it, but usually when there is a woman in the house, it's her privilege and her responsibility to light the Shabbos candles before the onset of the Sabbath, that is, before sunset. What is the reason for this observance, and how does it connect to this week's Torah portion? But we'll start off with the Torah portion, where it talks about constructing the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the portable sanctuary in the desert. And the Torah tells us that Moses gathered the Jewish people after he came down from the mountain, and he tells them about the construction of the tabernacle, but he also tells them not to light a fire on the Sabbath. That one is obligated to observe the Sabbath, and one of the things that one is prohibited from doing is lighting a fire. So here we have the importance of the Sabbath reiterated, because it's already mentioned in the Ten Commandments, but it's repeated here to emphasize its importance, its centrality, and how it enhances the building of the sanctuary. By not working on the Sabbath, you are creating a sanctuary for God, and you enable God's presence to be felt in that sanctuary and through it in our own lives. So how do we usher in the Sabbath? We usher it in by lighting Shabbat candles. So what is the reason why we light Shabbat candles? Reason number one, it's to honor the Sabbath. It's to show the honor that we want to accord to this very special day, a day that God designates as his day of rest. A second reason is that it is intended for us to enjoy the Sabbath. When a person sits in the dark, they can't really enjoy the food that they're eating, and one of the things that we're obligated to do on the Sabbath is to enjoy it, to plug into the Sabbath delight. That The, the uh, prophet refers to the Sabbath as a time of oneg. Oneg means sheer delight. So in order for us to enjoy the Sabbath, we light the Shabbos candles. And Even today, where we have electricity, Still, the additional candles enhance the enjoyment of the Sabbath. A third reason given is in in order to ensure the peace. If it would be dark in the home, people would stumble, people would trip, and it would create friction in the home, and it would disrupt the peace in the home in a very literal sense, so that when we light the candles and there's light, we prevent this type of discord to result in our home. But even where there is no danger of discord or tripping, it also has the significance of enhancing the serenity and the peace of the Sabbath. That's the nature of light. It enhances the spirit of peace, of serenity and tranquility. So those are the three primary reasons given. But there's also a fourth reason that's offered by Rabbi Yosef Karo, It's based on what he writes in his commentary on the Torah. Rabbi Yosef Karo was the great author of the Shulchan Aruch, the Code of Jewish Law, but he also wrote a book on the Torah called Magid Misharim. And in this book, he explains, based on this week's Torah portion, where it says, don't light a fire on the Sabbath. Now, the text itself is not clear what that means. In the oral tradition, it was passed down from one generation to another, And this is what most of Judaism is based on, the oral tradition. The prohibition of lighting fire is on the Sabbath itself. One is not allowed to actually light the fire. You can't strike a match or any other way of creating fire during the Sabbath itself. What about lighting before the Sabbath? Well, that you're allowed to do. You're allowed to have the fire burning during the Sabbath. However, there was a breakaway group. Earlier group was called the Sadducees. Later on, you had the Caraites who rejected the oral traditions of Judaism. And therefore, they interpreted this verse literally and very narrowly, or, or may I should say really more broadly, that you're not alone, not only are you not allowed to light the fire. On the Sabbath, you're not allowed to have fire in your home on the Sabbath. As a result, they would sit in the dark, in the chill of winter, and they would eat cold food because you couldn't keep the fire burning. So you had no illumination and you couldn't heat the house because you couldn't keep the furnace, the fireplace burning. And of course the food was was cold. We know, based on our oral tradition, that you are allowed to have a fire burning during the Sabbath as long as it was lit before the Sabbath. And that is the fourth reason why we light Shabbat candles to demonstrate that we follow the Torah in its entirety, the written Torah and the oral Torah. And therefore, we, we not only allow ourselves to light fire before the Sabbath and to sit in the warmth of the home and in the illuminating uh, presence of the candles, but also eating hot food. In fact, there's a Jewish custom to eat cholent. Cholent is food that was left on the fire throughout the entire night and part of the next day. This type of stew is a, is a, one of the delights of the Sabbath. We, we make a point of eating that because we want to demonstrate that we follow the Torah in its Entirety. It preserves the integrity of the Torah. So that's why we light Shabbos candles before the Sabbath to say, you know what, not only are we allowed to do it, we make a point of doing it. Those are the four explanations given as to why we light the Shabbos candles before the Shabbat begins. What does that tell us? That Shabbat has four elements to it that are all represented by the lighting of the Shabbos candles. Number one, The first reason we gave was honor. When you honor the Shabbat, you're honoring God because it's God's role in creation of the world that we are remembering on the Sabbath, that we are commemorating on the Sabbath, that we are reliving on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the day that God rests. And when you rest on the Sabbath, you're affirming your belief that God is the creator of the universe and you want to give your respects to him. You want to show him how we honor the Sabbath, but we honor God vicariously by honoring the Sabbath. That's the first reason. The second reason that the Shabbat candles is to bring us to a state of delight. What does that mean and how does that relate to God's relationship with the Sabbath? When a person is involved in an effort, whatever it may be, your work, and you're involved, your whole being is preoccupied with that effort, with that type of work, with that type of uh, construction, let's say, while you're working, you're sweating, you're investing your blood, sweat, and, and tears, you don't feel delight. You just feel the, the pressure of the work. But as soon as you finish the work, and you could say fait accompli, you see the beautiful construction that you engaged in, you could sit back and derive sheer delight from your experience, from your efforts, from fulfilling your dream. That's what delight really is. Delight is where you can see that you have fulfilled your task and reached the point where you have completed everything and you can sit back and just absorb the joy, the delight from that experience. That's what God did. Six days of the week, God was involved in creation. On the seventh day, God withdrew into himself, and God's essence is this sheer delight. Well, that's what happens with us every Shabbos, every Sabbath. We work all the week, which is a mitzvah to work during the week. We're not supposed to be idle, but when it comes to Shabbos, we withdraw into our soul. During the week, our soul is extended, projected outward, involved in whatever activity we're engaged in. Comes Shabbos, the soul, the energy of the soul withdraws into its essence, and at that point, it experiences the greatest amount of delight. If we would just think about what Shabbat does for us, this would do wonders for us because it would rejuvenate us, and that delight would extend to the rest of the week and give us the the ability, the energy, the the stamina, and the the, the the desire to achieve things during the rest of the weeks. So Shabbat is about experiencing some of the divine delight that God feels on the Sabbath. We can feel that as well when we observe the Sabbath, and it's represented by the lighting of the Shabbat candles. So, number one, it is the honor of the Shabbat, honor of God through the Shabbat. It's the experience of divine delight, the that God feels, and then the third reason is it brings peace and serenity. You see, during the week, we live in a world that is a discordant world, a world of fragmentation, a world where we're split into so many different places and pieces, a world where people don't get along with one another, a world where there's conflict and there's, there's real competition that becomes hostile and leads to a breakdown of society. Shabbat is the day when we're able to bring unity into our lives. The ultimate source of unity comes from God, obviously. And when God and the world are at odds with one another, the world wants to go in one direction, God wants us to go in a different direction, that's what creates disharmony in every aspect of our lives. That creates dissonance between our body and our soul. That creates conflict between one person and another because we don't see the other person's unifying element that makes us all connected and really part of one whole. Come Shabbat, we are able to bask in the divine unity and feel the experience of unity, not just unity between one person and another, but unity between our soul and our body. On Shabbat, just enjoying the Shabbat, Physically, by eating good food, is a mitzvah. During the rest of the week, there's no mitzvah to eat delicious food and to enjoy the food. On Shabbat, the mundane experience becomes holy because there's no dissonance. There's no division between the spiritual and the physical. That's what Shabbat is. That's the beauty of Shabbat, that sense of unity. But Shabbat has a fourth element. It's the integrity of the Torah. Shabbat is about the... It says the Torah was given at Mount Sinai... There's a question as to which day of the month it was given, the sixth day of Sivan or the seventh day, the Talmud tells us. But the Talmud then says, everyone agrees that the day of the week in which the Torah was given at Mount Sinai was Shabbat. Why is that? Because Shabbat and Torah share one very important basic element. It's the day that expresses God's presence in this world. Torah is God's wisdom and God's wisdom is revealed to us through the teachings of the Torah. So when we we celebrate Shabbat, we celebrate Shabbat in the context of the integrity of the whole Torah. There's no division between the written Torah and the oral Torah. It's one Torah that was given to us at Mount Sinai and passed down, some of it written, biblical literature is written, divine knowledge, and the Talmud, which was the originally the oral tradition later on put into writing, that oral tradition is part and parcel of the Torah. You cannot separate one from the other. Now, we know that the Messianic age is referred to as the Shabbat, the Sabbath of creation. From Adam, we count six millennia. And the end of the six millennia, that's where we're at right now, is when we usher in the Sabbath of existence. That's the Messianic age. It's Shabbat. It's an eternal Shabbat. Perpetual Shabbat, what does that mean in the context of what we said before? The Messianic age is when we will experience the greatest glory of God. Shabbat is there to see God's glory. We light the Shabbat candles to honor the Shabbat, to honor God through the Shabbat. That is what will happen in the Messianic age. It'll be God's glory will be fully revealed. It'll be perpetual Shabbat. Of course we'll still be observing Shabbat because within the perpetual Shabbat there are different levels. So while every day of the week will be Shabbat, Shabbat will be the Shabbat of Shabbat. The second reason we light the Shabbat candles is to enjoy the Shabbat. Right now we cannot fully enjoy everything that we do or anything that we do for that matter. We can't fully enjoy it because we're still engaged in the task. We're still working to change the world. But when we come into the Messianic age and the final redemption, that's when God's plan for the world to make a dwelling place in this world will have come to fruition. And then we will all experience this divine delight, the delight that God feels that mission accomplished, and we will be part of that experience of divine delight. And then the third reason why we light Shabbat candles is to create peace. The Messianic age will have ultimate peace because there'll be peace between God and the world, That will engender peace between one's body and one's soul. And once you're in touch with your soul, that will unite you with everyone else. And there will be total unity in this world. There will be no more war, for sure. There will be no more rivalry, as Maimonides puts it, no more competition, no more of division between one person and another. Why? Because the whole world, Maimonides writes, will be filled with the knowledge of God. And he quotes Isaiah that the world will be filled with the knowledge of God as the sea is covered with water. We'll be submerged in that knowledge, and we will experience utter unity. But the fourth reason is also true. Right now, the Torah's integrity is sometimes called into question. Sometimes we challenge, some people challenge the, the authenticity of the Torah, but even those who absorb accept the Torah in its entirety, can only understand certain dimensions of Torah. There are hidden dimensions that are elusive, that are beyond us. That means we don't have the complete Torah. The Torah is not unified because of the exile conditions. In the Messianic age, all of the levels of the Torah will be fully revealed. We will see the integrity of the Torah restored, the unity of the Torah, that all parts of Torah are part of one divine wisdom. And all that is represented by the Sabbath, and when we light the Shabbat candles, we should have in mind that that is giving us a taste of the future, a taste of God's glory, God's delight, and the the third reason, God's unity and peace, and ultimately the unity and integrity of the whole Torah will all be revealed to us in the future, and we get a taste of that when we light the Shabbat candles. Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show.